was a scientist on the radio this morning. He said that it'll get a lot hotter more each day now that we're moving so close to the sun. And that's why we're... That's why. The word that Mrs. Bronson is unable to put into the hot, still, sodden air is doomed. Because the people you've just seen have been handed a death sentence. One month ago, the Earth suddenly changed its elliptical orbit, and in doing so, began to follow a path which gradually, moment by moment, day by day, took it closer to the sun. And all of man's little devices to stir up the air are no, no longer luxuries. They happen to be pitiful and panicky keys to survival. The time is five minutes to twelve, midnight. There is no more darkness. The place is New York City, and this is the eve of the end. Because even at midnight, it's high noon. The hottest day in history, and you're about to spend it in the Twilight Zone. Yes, you're about to spend it in the Twilight Zone. It's New York City, or is it the Twilight Zone? Rod Serling says it's the hottest day in history, and you're about to spend it in the Twilight Zone. And you're about to spend some time with Will, sci-fi guy, and we're talking the Midnight Sun. Not the Twilight uh, book. I think there's I think there's a book or one of the movies is The Midnight Sun. I never did watch any of the the Twilight, the glam, the glam vampires, the glamorous, sparkly vampires. Um, but this is the Midnight Sun Twilight Zone's heat wave episode. Or perhaps it's the global climate change, global warming episode. Either or it is hell. It is hellish hell heat. And what we're experiencing now across the planet, in Europe, in Britain, uh, here in uh, the Northeast, and in many other parts of the world, heat waves, record-breaking heat waves. I remember watching this episode as a child and just being blown away. I mean, Twilight Zone, as all my friends, my family will know and attest, uh, is one of my favorites. Submitted for your approval, indeed, yes. Submitted for your approval, Rod Serling's The Twilight Zone is one of the still one of the greatest, most influential, and certainly one of the the best examples of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror on television. And I think that's probably the allure um, in terms of its range. Um, it's not pure science fiction. It's not pure fantasy, horror. You know, it's all of them. It's uh, psychic powers, uh, supernatural. There's a, there's a great voodoo episode. Um, you know, there's a great there's a great episode on 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 witchcraft. Jespel, one of the hour long episodes with Anne Francis. She turns into a to a panther. And get, uh, she gets a love potion. Um, gets a witch to sell her a love potion, and then um, for the payback and the price, she has to uh, turn into a panther. But Twilight Zone just did it all. It was it, it did the range and ran the gamut of pretty much everything. And in this episode, it's certainly a science fiction tale. What if the Earth lost its orbit? What if it was uh, knocked out of, out of its orbit? So here's one of the official wikis. It says the Earth's orbit has been perturbed, causing the planet to slowly fall into the sun. Our prolific artist Norma and her landlady, Mrs. Bronson, are the last residents in their New York apartment building. Their former neighbors have either moved north to seek a cooler climate, or they have already perished from the extremely high temperatures. At 20 minutes to midnight, it is 110 degrees, 
and sunny as high noon. Norma and Mrs. Bronson try to support each other as they watch, as they know it it erodes around them. The streets are deserted, water usage is limited to an hour a day, and the electricity is gradually being turned off. One of the interesting and really entertaining memorable parts, there's a, uh, a news reporter, a uh, radio disc jockey news reporter, and he's doing a, a weather report, a news news cap and weather, weather report, and he, he, he goes off script. It says, he jokes that you can fry eggs on your sidewalk and heat up soup in the oceans. And then he's taking, you hear him being taken off the air. Wow, what are you doing? No one's listening anyway. And they they take him away to greener pastures than the men in the white coats. Um, so it is, it is truly one of, I feel, one of the best in terms of just the drama, the, uh, the exploration of the idea, the premise. This is really interesting. The, um, the development, it says deleted characters. Serling's original script featured two characters who did not appear in the completed episode, a police officer and a refrigerator repairman. Quote, I spent a lot of time with Buck Houghton, Twilight Zone's producer, trying to reduce scripts, some by Rod, um, by one speaking part or two speaking parts, because we were just about to start shooting the show and we were over budget. And Aubrey was really tough on this subject. Uh, this is, again, uh, an executive, a producer for the Twilight Zone. So he was really tough on the subject, even if for a small number of dollars. And this is Del Reisman quoted in Serling, The Rise and Twilight of Television's Last Angry Man. So there was a policeman and a refrigerator p- repairman that appears. The only characters there are is the Norma and her landlady, then a guy who sort of, I think he loses he loses his family and he's searching for water. And then there's the uh, the people that are leaving in the building. It's a you know it's a small apartment building, and a couple people are they're going off to uh, to Canada, I think, to Toronto. Anywhere north will it be cooler. And um, this is really cool. The um, Norma is an artist. She's she's a painter, and so throughout the episode, she you know she's painting various sort of landscapes and cityscapes, and they're all pretty much dominated by the uh, by the heat, the oppressive heat. So production notes, the effect of the oil paintings melting was accomplished by painting the pictures in wax on the surface of a hot plate. Moreover, the episode was shot in the summer on a set without air conditioning, with the director actually turning up the heat on certain key scenes to create the necessary mood and appearance for the story. And I, ne- I never knew that. And it's, it's a great effect. Um, it's towards the end, pretty much, and Norma's, <clears throat> excuse me, Norma's pictures, there are her paintings, you know, are melting in this grand sort of, you know, a dramatic finale. It's really excellent. Um, this is great. Uh, this is a, um, a critic, a critique. This is published in Visions from the Twilight Zone by, by Jay Huberman, an American film critic and journalist. Whether explicitly nuclear or otherwise, the apocalypse, the apocalypse was never far away in the Twilight Zone. The Midnight Sun was telecast on the day the U.S. consolidated its drive for push-button warfare with the first successful launching of a Minuteman missile from an underground silo. The episode substitutes a kink in the Earth's orbit, an analog to what we currently call the greenhouse effect, for an atomic holocaust. Instead of blowing up the planet, it's falling into the sun. Rape and pillage seem imminent, and even the pigment is boiling on the heroin artist's canvases as the radio weatherman goes nuts on the air. 
And, you know, it's really one of the most disturbing zones because, you know, so many, as good as they are, sort of voodoo episodes or, you know, even the uh, the psychic or weird phenomena episodes. Now, we, we're pretty sure they can happen or they're very, very unlikely. But Midnight Sun is possible. I mean, you know, the, the disturbance and the, uh, uh, you know, routing of the orbit of the, uh, of the Earth and, 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 you know, disturbing and either falling farther or for, for falling away. And obviously havoc follows. There is a radio version of the episode. This is the radio version of the Twilight Zone featured a modernized version of this episode starring Kim Fields. And of course that is uh, the great Kim Fields from playing Tootie from the facts of life. So that'd be a cool, cool episode to listen on the radio. And then it says uh, the original episode was adapted as a graphic novel. Rod Serling's the Twilight Zone, the midnight sun by Mark Nice and Anthony Spey. Again, that'd be great to see. Wow, I didn't know that. So there you have it. In this, um, I guess this is probably maybe the opposite of what everybody will be watching in uh, in a in a heat wave. But whenever there is a heat wave and whenever it gets too hot, I always think of the midnight sun in the twilight zone. I encourage you to watch. It's excellent, and the stars are Lois Nettleton and. Betty Gard as Mrs. Bronson and Lois as Norma. Excellent, as usual, The Twilight Zone is. It is so memorable and it is so powerful. And we want to thank you for listening. We hope you subscribe. If you do not, you can subscribe to the freebie or the paid people, the $4.99. You get some nice exclusives, either or. You keep up with the episodes. Stay cool. Go and watch The Midnight Sun. And we'll see you soon.